0: The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is sponsored by MyBookie.ag. Log into MyBookie now and get yourself a 50% deposit bonus up to $3,000 simply by using the promo code SGP50. With MyBookie.ag, it couldn't be more simple. You play, you win, you get paid. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also sponsored by Oddshark. Head over to Oddshark now to get free picks from a supercomputer and expert writing staff. You'll also find the latest odds for every big game and fight from all the major online sportsbooks and casinos and betting stats and trends you won't find anywhere else. So head over to www.oddshark.com and give them a follow on Twitter at Oddshark. <laughs> Are listening to the EPL show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. We are going to follow the same pattern as last week as the NFL only has a few weeks to go. We are going to open the show with NFL. And as we went 2-0 with our locks last week, I landed mine and Cav landed his. We're going to bring Cav Manning back on the show. How are you doing, Cav? to some more football. So you landed your lock, but it came at the expense of your team not playing this week now. So would you would you rather have uh, San Diego landed the lock or the Bears still be playing this week? Actually, you didn't bet it anyway, did you? So it doesn't make any difference.
1: No, no, I just said what uh, my lock I thought was, but um, yeah, I would much rather the Bears be playing, obviously. Well, yeah, um, obviously
0: if you didn't have the money, but I mean, yeah. that that was a lot of people's favorite bet by the end of the week. In the end, mm-hmm. in the end, there was a lot of people going for them. Um, they didn't have a feel for the other two um, so much. A lot of people were going to Seattle. A lot of people were going Dallas. A lot of people, a lot of people like Chicago, but they didn't like the spread of six and a half. And a lot of people were saying, you know, actually, I'm going to take the spread. I'm going to take the spread. Not so much. I'm going to take the Eagles. But Colts and um, Colts and San Diego Chargers ended up getting bet a lot by a lot of people. That seemed quite obvious by the end of it. Um, even though I wasn't on it myself,
1: I think it's a very chic pick um, with uh, San Diego. They seem to be everybody's darling. Um, they're a little risky to me all the time even though they're more of a solid team i it's very difficult with them because they're very you don't know which one's going to show up often it's like if they're the way they should be it's like they shouldn't lose but they get bit they were getting they got bit a lot this year where it was like they would have a great game against a great team and you go oh okay, now they're going to take over the number one spot, this and that. And then they would lose the next week to a so-so team. So it's almost like they play to their competition.
0: Yeah, but I mean, but they won that game easily. Like that, like I don't know how Lamar Jackson made it into the second half. They made it look. It
1: got ugly at the end, though. It was kind of like they did that relaxed thing, and it was like, here we go, same old Chargers again. They're ahead this whole time and made it look easy, and then all of a sudden, it was like, uh oh. And they, I can imagine if I was a fan of that team, I'd have been like sweating and like, oh no, here we go.
0: So we start this week with, um, where are we at? Oh, we'll start with the Indianapolis Colts going into the Kansas City Chiefs where the Colts are actually getting five points in this game and the Colts are another one who are massively popular last week. That was even more popular because whereas Ravens and Chargers maybe had a 70-30 split, 90% of people that I spoke to or saw were on the Colts last week and they were right.
1: With the Chiefs. Uh, I actually think this finally stops with the uh, Andy Reid losing that first round all the time in Kansas City. It's not the same team as it was. Obviously, their defense is shit, but that offense is so good. It's it's a matter of can can the Colts keep up with them? Because I don't think the Colts defense is something to write home either about. No. And and that stadium. I mean, it has not worked, obviously. You can't say, well, anything at this place. It's not like it's Seattle. But it is a great place. It's it's one of the top teams' uh, stadiums to play in, to have home field. So I'd I go with um, faith in that it is a it is not the same old Chiefs. The only thing that ever would worry me is that uh, it pretty much Patrick Mahomes, a rookie. I mean, sure, he was there last year at the, you know, doing half the season or whatever. But um, it might be one of those, uh-oh, you're in the playoffs. Now, and you know, might need that little experience thing, but um, he doesn't seem to be like the situation is too big for him. He didn't play like that at all, all year. There was no governor on him. He's throwing the ball with his left hand. So I don't think he's nervous about anything.
0: I'm going to take the Colts here. I just think that the, the way that they're playing... Well, first of all, I don't like Andy Reid's playoff record. Second of all, the way the Colts are playing, it makes it difficult for other teams to possess the ball. And when they do, they, need, they seem like they need to score because the Colts' offense is playing well and so is the defense. Like I said, I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl, but they're doing everything well. And this AFC is quite weak. And it wouldn't surprise me if the Colts and the Chargers are playing a game in LA next week it wouldn't be a surprise to me at all so the other thing as well is is that do you know what the record was last week for for the rookie quarterbacks no 0-3 I was just to say yeah
1: I don't
0: think any more no Jackson <laughs> Trubisky um, who's the other one Watson
1: They're no they weren't rookies. Those aren't rookies. Those are first timers in the playoffs. Maybe that's
0: what I mean. Um, that's what I mean.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost get your feet wet thing, but
0: yeah. So every every. I mean,
1: Mahomes is MVP of the the league. So we'll see if he really is. You
0: know. But I mean, that's a thing. You can't say. Watson, well, I mean, Watson was the flavor of the flavor of the year last year, and he came into this season. People were expecting him to do this, that, and the other. He actually, I think, even though Houston got there, the Watson season was a bit of a letdown. But yeah, Mahomes is Mahomes is the one this week. And going into that Baltimore game, there was a lot of talk about how you know they changed the whole team with Jackson, and he's rejuvenated the offense. He lost easily, and then obviously, you know what happened with Trubisky. So yeah. I don't know. I'm just going to ride that out. I just think it makes a lot of sense, just to, especially when I'm getting five points, um, just to go along with that. I mean, it happened all last week, and who's to turn around and say, Patrick Mahomes is special, and let's ignore what how Andy Reid plays in the playoffs, where he's lost most of the games. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Colts here. We're also, the, the third bullet point of that will be the Colts are playing really well. So, all right. So, um The game on Saturday night. I actually, I actually need to bring up the actual page here to get the spread on this. So Saturday, yeah, it is the Dallas game. I'm checking the spread because I know. Sorry, I got. No, no, no. It was it was seven, um, and but it fluctuated around to the to the half point. But I've checked it now; it's gone. It's still it's it's still gone back to seven. So this has been seven, seven and a half the whole time. It just bounces yeah. around. But um, who do you like here? Well, and like win wise and spread wise.
1: I, like, I like the Rams uh, in this, and the only thing that's iffy to me is they the defense of Dallas is good which um, you worry – just I just remember what it was with uh, Rams playing the Bears and that defense got to golf and really messed them up. Um, they are home even though it's not really a home, if you think about that. Um, and it will be half stadium of Cowboys. That is for sure. But at the same time, I think uh, Dak Prescott is not um, too great anyway. And I think that Dak's offense, I do not think at all can keep up with the offense of the Rams. I don't think they will be able to score uh, as much as the Rams do. So I'll go with the Rams.
0: Yeah, the Rams offense really died off for a bit for a few weeks. And then in that last game... Uh, where they played their starters, I believe it was against the 49ers. They they had a decent, um, put up a decent amount of points there. So this, this game is difficult. Um, the Cowboys, seven and one at home was the main reason why I took them last week. There isn't a reason to take them here other than the fact that um, they get, they're getting seven and that's quite a lot in the playoffs. But I think that when we get to it, I think both the Rams and the Saints are able to cover now. I think this would have been a lot more difficult had the Rams been seeing the Bears this week, but I think all yeah. of that, all I of that's mean, changed and put people into different spots. So,
1: yeah, I don't know if I would have went with Bears if they had to play them this next time because I think it's it's the second. Time seeing each other and stuff like that and its they're not at home they're not freezing to death a lot of things change like that Um but then again if that field goal would have bounced and then bounced in I would have been like well this might be one of those magic seasons where you just can't do wrong and maybe do it that way you know
0: well I don't think it needed magic to make that fucking field goal I think it was more magic what happened no. by missing and
1: he's Mr. Jesus too he's Mr. oh Jesus doesn't make mistakes well Made a mistake
0: when you made you. So get the hell out of here. He won't be around next year. There's not a chance. No, I don't think he'll play
1: football again. For anyone. <laughs> I um, think he'll get signed, but I don't think he'll be there.
0: Uh see so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Rams. I think um we are gonna end up with the Rams and the uh and the New Orleans Saints again. But um That's what I would like. But uh let's move on to Sunday where this is a tough one because it's the Patriots against um, the LA Chargers, and the uh, Chargers are getting four points in this, maybe more so. No, it's still four.
1: Um, getting four points. Um, a lot of people. So, like I said, it's a trendy pick that. Um, and you know, if if I would think with my my God, I don't even know if it's with my head over my heart, vice versa. Um, uh, because San Diego should win the game. I mean, they're a better all-around team. But I am not ever going to bet against the Patriots until they prove they are done. It's just last year they shouldn't have been where they were. It was like, how does this happen? They just it, when it comes to that experience thing, even though I mean the Chargers do have experience not getting all the way, obviously, but my God, I, I would I would like to stay away from this game, but I mean if I had to put money on it, I would put it on San Diego, but I don't want to bet against Tom. When it's playoffs It's His record to, to get to the Championship game Is The percentage Is higher than Curry making a shot In basketball It's the most bizarre thing It's like How is this even possible But You know You take you take, bet, you take a, For granted how, how Insane His Record is
0: Especially at home Their home playoff record Is insane Mm-hmm uh, I, I I heard the, some I've I forgotten the statistic but I remember hearing something about it and remembering it was it was absolutely insane. Uh, I think it's
1: uh, I think the Jets are the last ones to beat them at home in the playoffs long time ago.
0: It's uh, one their home season their home record overall is um, 118 and 23 in this stadium. That, that that's like that that's overall since two thousand and two. Um it gives me a regular season record here, but doesn't give me a playoff record. I guess
1: mm-hmm.
0: I would have to take okay, so let's let's just, just do just do the maths on it instead. It'll be easier. Um so uh the overall record in a regular season is a is hundred and two and twenty. So that would make the playoff record sixteen and sixteen and three at home.
1: It's, you know, and, and uh, the Chargers have a better record overall than the Patriots, but they're in a harder division, and so it's like they still are the number two seat. It's like, my God, how, how did they even get there and they still manage to do it? They don't play wild card weekend. There, there's that meme that goes around that says it's Brady with his son, and it says, Dad, what what's the wild card? And he goes, I don't know, son, we're Patriot fans yeah that's
0: true. I think they could get fucked here. I, 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 it's, a, it's a risky thing to say, but Gronk is finished. yeah Brady looks on the way out nearly finished. I think if Brady retires and 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 Gronk doesn't play anymore or it or just doesn't get back to normal and 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 ends up leaving as well then you could see yeah. Belichick and Gronk. And Brady all not playing next year, and I, I don't know if
1: Belichick's done. I mean, he hasn't said anything about that kind of stuff. So, and and when you think about it, he's not a McCarthy where it's oh, if he doesn't have this guy, he's terrible. He's proved it multiple, multiple times that
0: so so you do you think when Tom Brady hangs it up, that Bill Belichick will carry on?
1: I do. Depending on. I mean, if if Tom goes this year, then yes, for sure he'll keep on going.
0: Um, I think it'll be down to the manner of the exit. And I just have a feeling that this is only going to go one or one way. It's either the same. Either way, I think Los Angeles are winning this game at halftime. And they either throw it away and the Patriots get through, or they get their ass handed to them, like big time, like finally, and they lose by 20. If they if they do what they did last week, and let someone sneak back in there dead with with the Patriots doing it, yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. So I might take this uh, this two and a half points on the first half line here for 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 the Chargers.
1: Yeah, first half for
0: sure. Chargers first half two and a half points because I can can only see the Patriots making a comeback here on them. So the last game is uh, New Orleans Saints and the Eagles where the Saints are laying seven and a half points. Uh, Just a side note, they're six to five now to win the AFC. uh, Sorry, to win the NFC. Uh, When I tipped this out, it was five to one. Then it was seven to two. uh, And then I got on them at four to one for the Super Bowl as well. So you guys should all have these bets, but it all hinges on playing this fucking lucky bastard with a big dick. Nick Foles. And,
1: um, I'll say it again. Luck runs out this week. There's no way. Oh, but then again, the Saints have looked like dog shit recently. Haven't they? They haven't looked at what they used to. Uh, they beat them by like 40 the first time they played them. And that was with Wentz. But, uh, I, they got a bad secondary, and I, I Peyton Peyton's been there before, and Breeze has been there before, and Breeze likes to throw the ball, and they're going to throw and and uh, you know make their corners you know dive when they shouldn't be. You know he's going to fake fake one way and go the other way, and they should be wide open. They should they should fucking walk their ass.
0: Yeah, I think you could see two repeat games there. I think you think that. They should get past this team. I did say last week that when this team go out, or when this when this run ends, it will be big. And because um, I can't see them like going when the games are close, they win. Like and that's why I said to you last week. I said I sent you a text message saying if they have the last possession of the ball and they're trailing by one, two three five seven or eight I still think the Eagles will win I just you just can't let them stay in it and I think the only way that they go out is if a team just played them right out of the game which is what I think might happen here and then we get the rematch the week after the the big shootout rematch that people want to see in it the week after as well and I think I think again that will be another shootout but yeah I'm going for the Saints here I'm still going for the Saints for the NFC who fucking knows who they'll play in Super Bowl that other side is so difficult and it has Providing the more difficult games and picks on this podcast again, but we'll see how it plays out. Anyway, so where can we find you again?
1: You can go on Twitter to Real Wrestlingus, and that's spelled wrestling us as well as lingusmafia.com.
0: Alright guys, so he's been Cav and we are now going to move over to some real football as we start covering the fixtures this week in the EPL.
1: We just
0: finished real football, thank you. All right, so the EPL action kicks off tomorrow at twelve thirty with a game which I think practically guarantees you goals given the terrible defenses that these two teams have got or have shown that they have got over the last few weeks. West Ham taking on Arsenal in a London derby. I'll be going to this game because there's going to be goals um, going with my son who wants to go to this game, particularly picked it out of the fixture list and said, I want to go to this game. Um, It's right by us and there's going to be goals because I do live near this West Ham, London Stadium. Uh, West Ham 12-5, 11-4 the draw and even money on Arsenal. But as I said, the bet that I like and it relates to what I said at the top of the show is for there to be goals. Both teams to score is almost a guarantee for me in this one, and it may be my luck on this podcast. It's only cashed in two of West Ham's last five, but more significantly, in five of Arsenal's last five. So, Arsenal aren't even able to to win games and shut teams out, and we're talking about teams like Burnley here. Although Arsenal did have a clean sheet last week in the FA Cups this only pertains to to league games and I think that tomorrow not just because I'm going to be at the game obviously because that's not how we do things here I, I can take myself out of the situations I'm going to be at two games this week in fact uh, Tottenham versus Man United and West Ham versus Arsenal well, Tottenham Man U on Sunday and um, I'm actually expecting goals in both but it's down to the eye test and statistics rather than just hopefully wanting to see goals at the games that I'm at. And this game I've particularly um, bought a ticket for in order to see these goals. I don't support either of these teams, which kind of tells you where my head's at with my thinking here and why I would bet this so strongly in the both teams to score department, because the fact that me and my seven year old will be attending this in order to have an afternoon of entertainment means that we're, we're thinking that it's going to be a lot of goals. So you're basically getting this tip here from a seven-year-old child um, who, who doesn't support either team and decided that he wanted to go to this game because he said, Dad, let's go to this game. It's going to be loads of goals. So, and I agree with him. He's, and he's correct. So if you win money on this one, um, thank the seven-year-old child who picked this game out for you and said that he wanted to go to it because I think that he will be correct. Let's move on to the um the 3 pm games Brighton versus Liverpool, where Liverpool need to really get back on track here after two defeats. That obviously the one against Man City in the league. And then they got knocked out of the third round of the FA Cup with a makeshift team against Wolverhampton Wanderers. They're one to three to bounce back in the spot. Brighton. Brighton are nine to one and nineteen to five the draw. Uh, in recent weeks, I've come on whenever Brighton are at home and I've Constantly referred to how they're difficult to beat at home and referenced the, the Man United game and obviously the draw against Arsenal. But some good teams have been able to go there and just pick them apart, namely being Tottenham. And I think Liverpool will not have many difficulties here at Brighton. When I look at the Liverpool fixture list and as I desperately look for games where they'll drop points because I don't want to see them win the league. I have not earmarked this one as one of those selections. I'm not expecting Brighton away to provide Liverpool with too much difficulty. And I think that they will be able to win this game. In terms of a pick with one to three being outside of the realm of what we're going to pick here... Um, Let's take um, Mo Salah to score any time and Liverpool to win as a double play here. Available at 11-8. to eight. Um, That being down to the fact that Mo Salah hasn't scored for two games. He's unlikely to go three without scoring and Liverpool are unlikely to lose three games or even go three without a win. So Liverpool a pick it up next year, Burnley versus Fulham in a relegation battle where Burnley are 13 to 10. It's 11 to 5 to draw, and it's 11 to 5 on Fulham in recent weeks. Burnley have sorted themselves out, have risen up the table. They're now a couple of spots away from the relegation zone, whereas Fulham are still stuck in there on in on the 19th spot. Um, this is a difficult game to call because Burnley's routine this season has been getting trouble. Let's remember that we're Burnley, a team that finished in the top half easily last year and let's string a couple of wins together. And that has primarily been what they've been able to do. I don't know how they'll approach this game. I would think that this is a six-pointer that Burnley would be able to win and really solidify their safety in this division because I think winning this game will take them way up because now they're really close to the people in front of them. In the um, in the spots at the upper upper tier of the bottom half of the table, so I would think Burnley approached this with every intention of winning this game, and uh, and I think that would spell some trouble for for Fulham. In fact, if they do win this game, Burnley they'll 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 not quite jump all those teams, but then they'll be sitting behind this big mid-table cluster that doesn't just go into the bottom half of the table. If you look at Crystal Palace in 14th spot on twenty two points and you look at Watford in eighth place, it's twenty-nine to twenty-four. So it's only a five point gap between those. And as we know, with a winning with one team winning and one team losing, that is quickly reduced down to two. So they'll be in a different part of the league essentially, if they win this game and and will probably leave the relegation discussion temporarily. And I do think that they'll be able to do that, which will put more pressure on the Fulham board to give Claudio Ranieri some money that he's been asking for publicly this week, stating that if um, they don't receive any funds, then Fulham will go down, which is like a damning assessment from their own manager and probably doesn't give too much confidence to the players in the starting team anyway. So, bit of an ill-timed statement there so I'm going to go for Burnley to win this game up next is Cardiff versus Huddersfield where unfortunately for people that bet with our uh, post-season, sorry our pre-season futures picks, Cardiff do look like they could potentially stay up. Although last time out, our lock landed with Cardiff being destroyed by Tottenham. This is a very winnable game for them. It's six to five here for the uh, Cardiff to win, two to one the draw, and thirteen to five Huddersfield. Um, picking Cardiff is not something that I will do with any confidence this season. So I'm not going to do it here. We have here two very bad teams who I expect to go down. And if Cardiff do manage to end up. In spot and survive, which is exactly where they're sitting down. I think it would be one of the great managerial achievements because on paper, they just do not have the players to stay up. And Huddersfield certainly don't. As far as I'm concerned, Huddersfield are as good as relegated already. My bet for this game is going to lean towards um, caginess and I think that it will be a boring game which will maybe won by one goal uh, despite the fact that over two and a half goals is cashed in uh, three of Cardiff's last five and three of Huddersfield's last five but I think that's because they've been playing against opposition that have been beaten them convincingly and um, even though it's three out of five for both. The over two and a half goals in this particular game is only four to seven. So that tells you everything about the about these two teams. The fact that the over two and a halves have only been catching, be, uh, cashing because these two have been losing significantly. And I think here um, Cardiff are not good enough to put a significant beat down on Huddersfield. Huddersfield are not good enough to beat anybody away from home in the Premier League. So I'm going to go for under two and a half goals here. Crystal Palace versus Watford uh, Crystal Palace are 6-5 23-10 to, to, to draw And 23-10 on Watford I'm never taking Palace at home uh, Last week in the FA Cup They managed to beat Grimsby Who are leagues below them 1-0 And Grimsby had 10 men From the 6th minute of that game So I'm not taking Palace at home. They really, really struggle. They're also favourites here against a team that's six spots above them in the league and playing a lot better. Watford are a live underdog here and they may factor into the to the lock dog parlay section of the show later on. But temporarily, I'm going to take Watford on the plus one handicap here, which is available... Uh, where has it gone? Uh, it's eight to 13 and four to six in some places. So I'm going to take Watford there to avoid a defeat against the palace team who really struggled to click at home. Up next it's Leicester versus Southampton. Claude Pierre playing against his former team. Uh, Southampton are 16 to five underdogs to win here at Leicester. Leicester are even money and it's 12 to five the draw. Well, Leicester are a difficult team to work out. They ended the Christmas period with three wins and one loss. And the only loss came against Cardiff. And they managed to secure wins at Chelsea and at home to Manchester City during that period. And they won at Everton. So you really can't work this team out. And the next week, they rest a couple of players, go to Newport County and get knocked out of the FA Cup 2-1 against a team that are leagues lower than them. And uh, they started that game as one to four favourites to win. And they lost. So I don't really know what to do with this Leicester team. You would think that they would just win this game at home, but you would have thought that against Cardiff as well earlier on in the season. And they've had other bad results at home as well, including the defeat against Cardiff. I also believe that they, um, if I recall, they failed to beat Huddersfield at home as well. So I'm not very confident about Leicester here. Um, At the same time, I'm not sure what to do with Southampton, so I'm going to plod for the under two and a half goals here again. I think it'll be a cagey game. Uh, Southampton will be happy to come away with this for a point. Ralph Hoosenhurtle is now looking at t looking at games individually and will be looking at the expectation going into the game and what they need where and certain grounds, and he'll be targeting his home wins, which will mostly be six-pointers, and he'll be looking at the games against the top six as a free hit. But here, I think you would be targeting a point And I think they may be capable of coming in and getting that point. Um, Under two and a half goals has cashed in four of Leicester's last five, uh, but only in one of Southampton's last five. But again, that comes down to opposition um, being superior to Southampton and be able to score against them. The under two and a half here is a 10 to 11 pick. So the over is 10 to 11. The under is 10 to 11. I think that's good odds for us to take the under. Saturdays, Afternoon, a Saturday's late game. Sorry, is uh, Chelsea versus Newcastle, where Chelsea are one to four. It's five to one the draw, and it's twelve to one on Newcastle. Uh, Chelsea last time out, very, very, very disappointing home def- uh, home draw against Southampton, and followed by a defeat in the Carabao Cup against Tottenham and between that they managed to sandwich in a comfortable third round victory against Nottingham Forest in the FA Cup a Forest team that actually rested players against Chelsea Uh, although Chelsea rested players as well but Nottingham Forest weren't really taking that game seriously I think they accepted their exit from the FA Cup before the game even started which was disappointing um, for the people that traveled there from Nottingham but here I think Chelsea Desperately need a win here, need to get back on track. I think Newcastle could still be in relegation problem, even though they're 15th. Uh, they're not going to be get, receiving any funding to buy any players. Um, this whole situation with the club being on sale still continues to rumble on with, um, with the manager wanting the club to be sold so he has funds, uh, with the current owner wanting it to be sold, but only at his asking price and refusing to free up funds for them to buy any players whilst the club is on sale so ultimately I think this time he's serious about getting rid of it because in the past he's it's been on and off sale and he has in the end in, injected money into the club when they desperately needed players to stay up but this time I think either he is deadly serious or he's just feels that they have the players to stay up, which means that he's overriding his manager's opinion and that manager is Rafa Benitez, a guy that knows his football inside and out and has managed one of the biggest teams in the world and and Mike Ashley really shouldn't be overriding the opinion of Rafa and I think Newcastle could find themselves in trouble at some point but as for this game I'm going to take Chelsea to win this on the minus one handicap I think that they'll win this game comfortably add to Newcastle's problems and that bet is available at four to five. Moving on to the games on Sunday uh, we start with Everton versus Bournemouth where Everton are the three to four favourites. It's 29 to 10 to draw, and it's three to one on Bournemouth. I don't like betting on Everton at home anymore. You remember earlier on in the season, it was actually one of my favourite bets. I said that Everton and Arsenal do one thing um, the same as each other, and that's that they beat opposition outside of the top six at home and both of them had relatively patchy away records. Well, that's no longer true for Everton and I'm very surprised that uh, Marco Silva isn't higher on the next managers to go list because he's absolutely no better than Sam Allardyce and there's absolutely no point playing great football, not putting the ball on the back of the net and in actuality, Bournemouth who they're playing against this week, played a better football than Everton and are in a higher league position and are in no way, shape or form considered to be a club in, who should be mentioned in the same sentence as Everton in terms of history, success, and the size of the club. Bournemouth are a small club that play in a very small stadium at home. It's actually embarrassing how small Bournemouth stadium is. It's definitely not a Premier League stadium, where it's Everton are a massive club who've got loads of money and have got a massive stadium with a massive following worldwide and, and are really struggling, and they've brought this manager in to play nice, fancy football. But at the end of the day, they're not winning any games and they're in a worse position than they were the Sam So I'm not taking Everton with any confidence here. I'm taking uh, both teams to score in this one. It's, it's, a th- it's something that happens regularly with these two teams. Uh, the defences are not particularly good. It's three out of five in Everton's last five and uh, only two out of five in Bournemouth's last five, which is rare because Bournemouth do end up in a lot of games where it's a bit of a shootout. We look at that three all against Watford, and uh, we had both teams to score in that one. It cashed relatively easily, and I expect this one to be the same here. I'm not expecting the defenses to show up at all, and it's available at forty six minus one fifty. Moving on to the game that I will be going to on Sunday: Tottenham versus Man United. Tottenham are the even money favorites. It's thirteen to five the draw, and Man United, a live underdog here, definitely at thirteen to five. Um. Do I think Man United will win this game? No, not with any confidence would I give out Man United as a pick. But do they have a much better chance playing Tottenham in a shootout rather than sitting back Mourinho style and. and giving this a good fight. Yeah, of course they do because the defence was not good enough to sit back. When United were inviting people onto them under the previous management and trying to hit them on the counter-attack, the defence wasn't good enough to do that. That's why we ended up losing this game last season to Tottenham 2-0. And then he approached the game completely differently at Old Trafford and tried to dominate the ball and and control the possession against Tottenham and we ended up getting smashed 3-0 because it was Tottenham that hit us on a counter, a counter attack because our defenders were out of place so I think Solskjaer's got to be careful because these two types of tactics haven't worked for Mourinho but at the same time with the players being just generally more happy and expressive and wanting to win with a manager i think that's going to give man united an extra bounce i would think that both teams do score in this in this game man united have won 5 of the last premier league games with both teams scoring in 4 of them and man united are really struggling to keep people out i know they kept a clean sheet out against Newcastle last time out but they were probably quite fortunate to do that and um, they also kept a clean sheet in the 2-0 win against Reading so despite the fact um, there have been back-to-back clean sheets in Man United's last two games I'm seeing that more so as a trend that will be broken and revert back to the original trend as to a pattern. So the more clean sheets Man United keep consecutively, the more I think the next game is going to allow itself to both teams to score. And yeah, I just think there's no way Tottenham are shut out here. Both teams scores cashed in two of the last five in Tottenham's games because they have been defensively sound, but four out of five of Man United. So I think if it doesn't score, if it doesn't cash in here, it means that Man United have been held out, which I would also find very difficult to believe because Wolves came to Tottenham and scored three times. Uh, we've got a far better attack. Um, at the moment, the ethos is attack, attack, attack. And although I'm not confident about Man United getting anything here, I am confident about us scoring. So even if it does involve us being beaten here 3-4-1, or four, one, I do think that we will end up in the score sheet and it could come at the expense of of a defeat, but at the same time, if Man United win this, is it a big surprise? No, because they've won five games in a row, and on paper, player for player, I would say that the Man United team and the Tottenham team is very equal, if you do one of those um, combined team things, if you did it fairly, I believe that you would wind up with four or five Man United players in the Tottenham team, which makes this relatively even contest, in my opinion, and um, and yeah, even Wembley. Wembley itself is a neutralizer because it isn't Tottenham's real home ground. Uh, even though they've been here a lot longer um, than they anticipated when they originally moved here for the rebuild of the new ground. So I'm taking both teams to score here, available at eight to fifteen. Finally, Man City versus Wolves, where Man City are two to eleven, six to one the draw, and twelve to one on Wolves. This one's relatively simple for me. Since beating Liverpool, Man City have absolutely gone out and tonked two teams 7-0 and 9-0. They look in free-flowing form. This is a really, really bad time to play them because they are trying to get back into the title race now and um, they've closed the gap down to four points and I think that they will keep on winning. Uh, I think you're going to see Sterling in this game. I think you're going to see Sane playing in this game. I think you're probably going to see... Gabriel Jesus retained his spot after scoring four times against Burton in the semi-final. And uh, either way, it doesn't matter who plays or who starts in his team because they have such a strong squad that Man City are just going to win anyway. And... They're going to score goals. I'm not confident about them anymore winning with a clean sheet, despite the fact it has happened in the last two. The the two opponents weren't as good as Wolves, and um, Liverpool managed to obviously score against Man City in their last home game. So I'm going to take Manchester City as a team to score three-plus goals, which is available at four to five. I really, really like that bet. I think Man City will certainly be able to put three on the score sheet plus Wolves the way they're playing and as that is the last game um, we are going to move on to the lock dog parlay portion of the show and the last bet that I just covered is a standout bet for me but so is the both teams to score in the West Ham versus Arsenal game and I am so torn by the two selections and whatever one I don't give out as a lock I'm relatively likely to give out to the members at lockbetting.com as as an individual pick I'm going to lean towards the both teams to score in the West Ham versus Arsenal game I'm going to be there so it's going to be fun to give out as a pick um, but the Man City game, don't be surprised if you're a lockbetting.com member to see that one pop up as an in- individual play, especially at odds of four to five, um, probably around about Monday afternoon. You may get on it now, actually. I don't want to lose that price, to be honest, and uh, can't see any reason why Man City don't score three goals in this game. Uh, Man City are also included here in the parlay portion of the show. Um, It's a relatively simple one where we've gone for Chelsea to bounce back. We've gone for Man City to keep winning. And we've gone for Liverpool to bounce back and get themselves on that winning trail as well. It returns bang on even money. So obviously it's not a massively profitable parlay, not something where we're looking for You know, a winner of the three to four to one region. But at the end of the day, it's more important to win than it is to try and be lucky. Uh, We won't need much luck to cash this one. Man City and Liverpool are the top two teams in the league, and you're going to see them in as we head towards the end of the season. We're going to see them put in parlays a lot. And this week, it just so happens to be Chelsea. In other weeks, it may be a bolster. It may be a six to five, six to four. You know, coin toss pick that I put in. I mean, I could have gone with one of the under two and a half goals. I could have gone with one of the both teams to score that I liked here, but I've opted for this one. So that's just how it's going to be. Let's just put the £100 down, take the £200 winnings and play again next week with the Profits. As for the underdog, alluded to it earlier. don't know why Watford are such a massive underdog at Crystal Palace. I think they're a real chance here. My second best underdog of the week would have been Man United, but I'm just leaning more towards Watford given Palace's really bad home form. I think at 23 to 10, they are really good value. Don't forget that the European show is back over lockbetting.com. So if you want to hear the European show where I pick out my favourite European fixtures and give you out the bets on them, closing out with a lock dog parlay, that show is available on the lockbetting.com feed. Uh, So go and have a look at that. As we announced this week over at lockbetting.com, we are now introducing a text service for those people on the top package. So already in the last three months, we've we've made over £2,000 every single month. The last month was £2,422. So now we are going to introduce a text service to that, which is going to allow in-play bets, something that I specialize in but have not really been able to implement it into lockbetting.com. So those two grand plus profits that we've been having every month have come without in-play betting. And once I'm able to sit there and observe games, as anyone that used to follow me on Twitter, you would know it before, before I got rid of it. Um, that was a key to winning a lot of free money. And those in-play bets are now going to be coming over to the customers on the top tier via their mobile phone. In addition to that, you no longer have to fish around for the write-ups. You no longer have to fish around for the podcasts. The podcasts and the write-ups will come directly to the Patreon, sorry, the $125 Patreon um, WhatsApp group. So those that are on the soccer packs. Make sure that you upgrade if you want to receive your picks via text message, via the WhatsApp service that is now being introduced. It actually doesn't start this week. We're taking sign-ups for it now. People are upgrading now. We're adding people to the WhatsApp group now. We're getting it all ready for conference championship weekend. So that will be launching in eight days' time. The tech service will be starting in eight days' time. The most interactive um, face-to-face betting service that you can have. I will literally be right there on the other end of my phone. Other tips are not going to give you that. They're also not going to let you be in a community where you can talk to other people that are, that are buying the packages that can vouch for the fact that they're so profitable. So the key positives all there are community to vouch for the fact that you have the winnings, direct contact with me, and, of course, a PL every month, which is now showing over £2,000 Profit a month regularly, all tracked over at the website lockbank.com. You'd have to even be a member to go and have a look. If you go and have a look now, the PL charts are up for free. There's also free picks on there as well. So it's just worth having a look, monitoring things. I'm obviously certain that you monitor my wins and losses here over on the show. Over on um, the NFL show and obviously over here on the EPL show where the locks are 20 and 6. And the European show, the locks are doing even better than that. As they uh, currently sit at 15 in 3. We landed another one last week with Barcelona beating Hatafe. Also landed a dog there last week with that severe atletico Madrid game. And um, what's happening In La Liga is what I expected to happen. Barcelona do look like they're pulling away. Real Madrid don't look like they're posing any kind of challenge. And I think if this continues, Barcelona are going to be strong contenders for the Champions League because they're not going to have that league distraction. And they're going to be in the same boat as Paris and Juventus, two teams that I think will do well. So that's it from me. As always, good luck with all of your bets this week. I'll be back with another EPL show next week. And as I said, if you want to get hold of that European show and get the individual lock dog Parlay for that, head over to lockbetting.com where there will also be official NFL picks this week. Obviously, we started the show with uh, NFL picks. You now know where I lean ATS, but you don't know where I lean in terms of parlays. You don't know where I le- where I lean in terms of teasers and you don't know where I, where I lean in terms of totals. So although you have a clear indication as to where my head's at ATS, you obviously have a clear indication all season as to who I think is going to win the conferences, you know who i think is going to win the super bowl i've made that all abundantly clear you're not going to learn anything buying a betting package for that but you are going to receive nfl bets this week related to teasers parlays and totals if i choose to do them so check that out lockbetting.com for everything that you want from me my nfl lock this week for the contest with ryan kramer out of all the ones that i uh gave out of all the spreads that I picked. I think the one I'm most certain about is the New Orleans Saints minus seven and a half. We already saw this game before earlier on in the season, and it was a massacre, even though Nick Foles seems to inspire a different level of performance out of the Philadelphia Eagles players. Nick Foles is an offensive player now I don't know what Nick Foles is going to do about a defense that was absolutely hammered with Drew Brees chucking his ball around last time they played I don't think the Philadelphia Eagles will be able to get it done this week I think that their luck is going to run out and therefore I think the New Orleans Saints will cover the 7.5 points this week and that will be my official pick in the lock off for the competition it's Kramer where I'm currently sitting at five, four and one and Kramer is sitting at four and six. So we could have an end to this this week if his lock loses and my lock wins. Cause that will be the end of it. He will not be able to catch me if he's at four and seven and I'm sitting at six, four and one with only one week to go. That will be the end of it. And obviously I have the, the one there as well in terms of the, um, the push so that gives me an extra urge as well in this contest so hopefully that'll all be over this weekend with that said we will now officially close out the show i have been billy don't forget to follow the guys on twitter at the sgp network if i have anything urgent to say it will come from there Don't forget to check out my website for my official NFL and EPL picks this week and my NBA picks as well. We're on a 15-2-1 run, so really good going over there. And that's all available at lockbetting.com. Thanks for listening, guys.